Good evening, Ben. How are you doing? Good evening. Not too bad, Matt. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. Um, fine. By the by, the time this episode will go out, we'll know whether Middlesbrough in the Carabao Cup final or not. Oh uh, yes, they're playing Chelsea tomorrow night. They've got a one nil advantage, and mm-hmm. you know by the time this goes out, I will know and everybody will know. But right now, no. I don't. I'm just I'm sitting in the anticipation. Well, good Enjoying luck. Um, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how? What's going on in your life? Very briefly um, before saying, what the fuck are we talking about? What's going on in my life? Well, just I just had a bit of a, one of those evenings where, you know, parenting anxieties, mm. things like that. You know, with with trying to get kids to do their homework and trying to balance that with spending time with them. And, Ugh. you know, I know Charlie, who's six, came in and came straight in. He'd obviously teacher must have said, go do your homework to the kids. And he's keen to come in and do it. And then he was struggling with his maths. I mean, and it's, you know, six-year-old maths, even I can do that, but yeah. I, I'm not, I don't know how to explain it to him. Uh, I'm not quite sure how, it, the, you know, the techniques are teaching him. I mean, obviously it's basic stuff. Yeah. But he's, he's, he doesn't seem to have picked up. And I'm like, wondering, what the fuck are they teaching in this fucking school? <laughs> uh, and then there's the other one, uh, my eldest, George, um, who's, he's got loads to do now. He's got like three different mm. sets of homework and and he's, you know, got to try and get him to read. I've been trying to get him to read. been reading a book called The Machine Gunners. Did you ever read that at school? Nope. No? Well, I did. Um, and yeah, so getting that. And then he's got his his SATs, his year six SATs in May. So he's going to start having to revise for that. So he's, he's got revision books for that. When you start looking at all and trying to explore, he's got these revision books. He goes extra maths class. He's got that maths, and he's got another maths, and he's got spelling, and he's got, and it's just like bloody hell. It's, just, it's a lot. It's isn't it? ten. It's a lot for a parent to have to deal with. <laughs> well, it, well, yeah, it is. It's like because I try, you know, try your best fit, and then you're guilt tripping if you can't, if you know, if you're not keeping up with all these different things. Yes. Um, and then sometimes at the end of the day, say like the younger one goes to bed, then there's a bit maybe an hour say with we've got with the older one, and they want to try, try and fit. Before he goes to bed, I'm now trying to I'm trying to tighten up the whole routine at the end of the day. I read to him a bit, and then I get him to read to me a little bit. But, you know, sometimes it's just like you just want to sit with him, spend a bit of time with him, maybe watch a program or something. It's just balancing all these things. It's a little bit of a, yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. Yep, it's tricky. Easy to let it get on top of you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so that's that. That's my idea today. Good. So, Sorry, wait a second. I just need to do some, let me just disconnect something. Something's ticking. Da 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 da. Yes. Anyone else has got any parent anxieties? They can always. Are we just going to cut this out? Uh, what? What do you want to tell people? Oh, to Godpod. TGU Pod at Gmail. Oh, for parenting anxieties, do get in yeah. touch. Do yeah. No one's mm. got in touch yet, but you know it's only just come out to the, in, on the day of we're recording this. Our most recent episode only just came out and that is clearly why we haven't been contacted yeah, yet yeah obviously yeah i'm not going to go on about it as much as i did in the last one because i listened to it back which i still do and uh sounded a bit desperate mm, <laughs> yeah maybe too maybe it's too maybe that's the reason that we're not getting is because people yeah. think you're too desperate maybe uh my right. parental anxiety is that they're just gonna i'm gonna grow a me by accident and it's gonna be like me and i'm gonna be like what the fuck um, well, I am. I'm already doing that, yeah, uh, unfortunately. And it's not great, is it? It's not. Well, that, it's not that I, I'd rather grow one that isn't me. Well, yeah, that's I was it. reading a school 
part of a school report um, uh, or an assessment has been through. This is the older one. Um, and it said um, about just saying he's a nice boy. Da, 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 yeah. He's doing well in some cunt. areas. Yeah. All that. No, no, no. no I said, <laughs> he it, said it, he was it, like you. Uh, well, not that part. And um, and it said it just sometimes struggles to focus, mm. struggles with concentration. And I'm not joking. I was reading that at the beginning of the paragraph. By the end of this paragraph, I was reading that. Just my my eyes and my mind had wandered off. <laughs> I literally got bored whilst reading. I'm not even joking. I realised that that had happened. I was like, "Fuck!" This kid stands no chance. Oh dear. Oh, yeah. that's good. Um, so, what are we talking about then this evening? Well, uh, I'm just going to quickly touch on something that's come up recently and, you know, at, at last year the, around the autumn budget and again it's coming up as mm-hmm. we start electioneering. Yeah. And that is um, talking about tax cuts. Now, okay. as a, as a, I, I'm all for tax cuts and when I look at my, my, um, you know, salary as I'm, and the tax take out of it, yeah, I'd love a tax cut. I'd benefit from them. But it's not the right time is my, is, is, is the case I'm about to make. Now is okay. not the time. Good. Okay. Yeah, let's. Here we go. D- and there's a monologue. Yeah. Yeah. I love it's it. When, I love it when there's a monologue. You know, I love do it. Do you? When a mo- yeah, gives of it a bit of structure, do. I guess. A bit of spice. It? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's going to start now. 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 Back in the autumn, the Chancellor Jeremy Hunt found himself with some fiscal headroom, and he used it to cut national insurance. And since then, good old Rishi Sunak has promised that there's more to come. Now, public finances are projected to be a little bit healthier than expected, with many economists predicting between 13 and 23 billion more fiscal headroom. And the big question here is how it will be spent. Of course, his cabinet ministers and his hardline backbenchers want him to go big on tax cuts again at the next budget, and it's likely to be part of the Tory offer at the next election. Now, I'm not against tax cuts in principle, under the right circumstances, in the right context. Well, I look at my pay slip and, like anyone else, I get annoyed. All those tax deductions, that's my money. It's particularly annoying when you're being governed badly. The highest tax burden since the war we've got and the country's still bloody broken. I could be spending that money on stuff and things, things that I need. Well, not things I need, just shit, really, but still, things. I like my things. I must have my things and stuff. But, you know, in my less selfish moments, I start to think differently. I think it may be a bit hasty to start cutting taxes. I think maybe the scope for tax cuts is potentially exaggerated. And is it really the right time? I think not. In fact, I think this is mostly down to Tory internal politics. They're falling back on an ideological purity and the fact that the government is exhausted and out of ideas means it's kind of inevitable they'll return to this safe ground and try and please their backbenchers. But as an election strategy, and as in any way try and shift the polls back in their direction, I just don't think it's going to work. According to Times polls, as a majority in every voter group says public spending should take the priority over tax cuts. 62% think we should spend more on public services, even if it means not cutting taxes. That includes 52% of Tory voters. 
And Downing Street is apparently baffled while they're not getting any credit for cutting national insurance. Well, there it is. It's against public opinion. And tax cuts are far less attractive when public services and infrastructure are very visibly in a state of decay. And it's an insult to our intelligence, really. You know, a small tax cut doesn't make up for the years of chaos under this government, all the different leaders we've had. It doesn't make up for them being a tired and incompetent government that most of us want rid of. And we don't forget the headlines about crumbling school buildings, not being properly heated or with leaking pipes. Or the headlines about the Sunak's pledge for free childcare being undermined by a funding mess. Or public sector workers being refused fair pay rises. We haven't forgot the stories about councils going bankrupt left, right and centre. At a time when councils are going bankrupt, we should not be prioritising pre-election tax cuts. That's just negligence. Councils are appealing for more funding. They're going to need bailing out, but they're not going to get the money they need because of these tax cuts. Let's take the example of Bristol City Council. It faces a 17 million budget deficit, which is expected to rise to 32 million in the coming years, one of many local authorities facing serious financial issues. Now, The Guardian picked up this story and on Thursday the 25th of January with their journalist Francis Ryan wrote a really good piece on it. Now this is a story about how a decade of Westminster austerity has long-term consequences for people. For people, for communities and local services that support them. And I quote, For the past 30 years, Mark, who has cerebral palsy, has lived in his accessible bungalow with the support of personal assistance. That care package has enabled the 58-year-old to build a life at the heart of his community. From being a governor at the local school and training as a social worker to holding a season ticket for his beloved Bristol City Football Club." End quote. Now, because of the financial situation the council faces, Bristol City Council is proposing a cost-effective solution. If a disabled person's in-home care is not considered best value, now they could be told to live in a care home instead. Now that's best value, apparently. It's not humane, but it's best value. So let's think about this for a second. I am going to get a little bit hypothetical. I'm going to speculate here. So let's just think about that. So Mark no longer has his care package and he's put in a care home instead. Now, what do you think that might do to his mental health, his well-being, his sense of self-worth? What do you think that's going to do to his physical health? Because I can foresee a steep decline in his physical health and an increase in all of his ailments. He's not going to be looked after as well, he's not going to get the support he needs and he's not going to feel good about his new situation. So then what? Well, maybe he's not up to being a governor at the local school anymore. Maybe he's no longer able to be a social worker and maybe he doesn't feel well enough to support Bristol City Football Club anymore and he's no longer at the heart of that community. And this guy is lost in the system and a victim of bad financial decisions by central government. Because now is not the right time for tax cuts. Now is the time to invest in our society, to invest in this country, to invest in its people, public services, education, health. Politics is all about flexibility. It's about adaptability. It's about context. And this government has lost all sense of that and is completely and utterly lost to this navel-gazing internal politics and it's going to have one last roll of the dice going on tax cuts and the public don't seem to be falling for it you should not be falling for it I'm not fucking falling for it now is not the time good Monologue. Right, so monologuing, monologue. 
Okay, what's the quote about taxes? Death and taxes, something like that? But I think I've done it. Um, there's, yeah, I mean, taxes. It's interesting because you said there before we started talking, before your excellent monologue, you said, oh, you know, you would benefit from tax cuts. But you wouldn't, would you? I mean, the, the, your taxes are going towards things that benefit you. It's not That's just because you're point. getting paid more, you know, mm. but what, at the cost of, like, services becoming worse. So, you know, you know you're not benefiting, are you? You're not net benefiting. No, very good point, actually. That's, yeah, that's very the, good point. As the theory of taxes, uh, it's it's I don't know. It's it's I find it a really weird subject because we want to pay taxes. We should want to pay taxes if we want to have good roads and good schools and mm-hmm. all these things. <laughs> we need to no, be we need sure. taxes. We need to have to pay taxes. But also, um, and tax of... reductions and less taxes mean mm. less of those things. It means you know your surroundings will eventually decay and fall into ruin. Society will collapse. And you, yes, and you've got to respond to the political and economic situation as it is. You know, in other uh, times, at different times, it might be appropriate to cut certain taxes, or whatever. But in times when the public realm's collapsing and we you know we're in desperate need of investment, uh, you know, now is not the time. Um, I would like to see Labour like making a case for taxes. You know, I think they're always like as well. It's like, oh yeah, no, 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 we won't, we won't put up the taxes. Well, now is the time as well because yeah, yeah. public opinion wants it, supports it, and wants public uh, wants investment. The, the public opinion is not behind this idea for tax cuts. So the Tories are, are, are talking to themselves and a very small minority, especially with things like inheritance tax, speaking to you know a small minority of wealthy people. It's not even their own voters, the traditional voters, are not not supporting because people know it's not the right time for that. They can look, you know, look. They can look around you and see things not working and see the need for investment. So it's even in terms of their their politics, it's really navel gazing and all you know party political internal party politics which is just another symptom of a party sort of running out of steam and sort of to starting to crack up a bit so yeah it doesn't really really make much sense um and it's the, the infrastructure you know whether it's you know railways or housing or the digital infrastructure I have to put in place or or what this all net zero thing and trying to move to you know, electric cars and all the charging points you might need for that. And just uh, what we need to build new reservoirs, that's already a bit a big thing. We haven't built a reservoir in here, so that's where the way is always at risk of droughts. Um, housing, social housing, for example. I mean, anywhere you look at, you look at um, how can you invest in these things without without taxes? You know, um, there's an argument made for tax reform, which might benefit people. Which might um, stimulate growth. And there's, there's so, what various... do you mean by tax reform? What do you mean by that? Um, so, for example, and none of these, I'm, I'm not a policy guy, so none of these are ideas that you've read elsewhere. But there's an argument that uh, stamp duty, for example, um, is a problem for the property market. And uh, so, stamp duty, ha- just to just to clarify, so when I uh, that's when I like um, send letters to my mom, my handwritten letters, <laughs> and I buy those stamps. That's the it's That's the, ta- it, yeah. it's the tax on yeah. those stamps, isn't it? It's a stamp. Uh, I just yes. want to need to explain it for the listeners, you know. Yeah, well, I you know I, I know what stamp duty is. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, but maybe if you could explain it like like I didn't. Well, uh, tell me what you think it means. They pay a stamp duty <laughs> when you buy houses and flats and whatnot, don't you? Yeah. Mm, As any yeah. house yeah. owner yeah. would know, 
not that I'm not a house owner at the moment, but anyone who's bought a house. Um, and yeah, there's an argument that it gums up the property market and makes the housing shortage worse by keeping people in the in the wrong houses for them because they don't want to go and buy a new house because they have to pay the tax. Yeah. And as it, one example of an argument I've, I've read for, I said elsewhere is they should scrap it and replace it with higher council tax and uh, more council tax bans on expensive properties. That kind of tax reform um, that, that, that isn't necessarily just a cut where you lose the you just lose the money from that, you lose the income from that. But um, oh, the, the, the other argument is for simplifying like the the tax system, which is um, supposedly very very complicated. Well, very it is very very complicated, um, and that you know the, there must be areas for stimulating growth by simplifying that as well. So that's a different yeah, argument yeah, yeah, they can make yeah. rather than just quite a blunt instrument, which is Tories used to say, which is usually cut, cutting income tax. Um, and um, cutting inheritance tax and, you know, people who stand to make inheritance and parents who want to pass on inheritance, that's very exciting for them. Um, but it's not really the best thing for the country. We have a very tight budget to do what she's asking. We'd have to raise taxes. Raise! Oh, right. too high as they are it's your children's future. Oh, yeah, children, children are important. Yes. It'll cost you. Go yeah. to taxes. Right. Yeah. taxes. Come on. All right, that's a good point. Yes. Oh, taxes. The finger thing means the taxes. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Like I always feel, I get a bit. I know we've we've. Oh, sorry, what am I was trying to say. You know, when we've talked in the past, and you've said, "Oh, you know, you've been looking at polls, and and the polls do suggest that, like, you know, people aren't interested in tax cuts." And I'm always like, "Okay, but really, like, really." And then <laughs> you know, and then when we talked about like immigration in the past, and it's like actually people aren't as racist as like the policies that the government has, like, uh, 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 making out. And it's like really. But really, really, <laughs> and I know the polls do point us towards those things, but I am suspicious about them because I don't know. Well, I don't I, see much yeah, evidence. I understand that, but you know, what I, I guess until we like... have an election, until we actually people actually have the chance to vote, yeah. then we don't really have evidence, do we? I get where you're coming from, but you know, what I think it is. I think it's just more of a sign of just how bad things are and how obviously and visibly bad they are, and have been for so long that you know people are seeing that. Even people who might not be, you know, normally would want the tax cuts. They're seeing it. That's just, so. It's kind of a sign of you know just how how things have, uh, you know how how much worse things have got over the years. So yeah, and no, I get that suspicion totally because you know t- people people especially I think they've always said there's a like a cliche that British people want American level of taxes with like European style uh, public public sector. You know? Right. And then that's that's you know that rings true. Um, although you know, I'm sure a lot of people are like that. You know, even like you know, it's easy to fall that way. Like, oh, you look at your bloody, you know, your what do you yeah, call it? Big chunk of it. Yeah. Like, fuck you now, blah, blah, blah. and then you like complaining about, yeah, you know, any you know infrastructure or fucking the trains or whatever the fuck it is. You know, so it's very easy to be hypocritical as a voter. We're all, we're all, you know, we're all guilty of that sometimes. But yeah, I just think things have got gone too so far that people are, you know. They're starting to see it in front of their eyes. Yeah, and I guess that's what I was trying to say before as well. So I don't think the case is really made. Like I, I don't yeah. think I don't think that um, people who are trying to get votes um, attempt to educate voters in any way. Yeah, like we put Absolutely. like we yeah. like as a as a as a voter, my 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 vote is like 
pandered to. It's not, uh, the, there isn't like a, mm. a, an engaging case and somebody trying to say to me, well, actually, if you think about it like this or like that, it's, it's not like that. It's like, I'm going to save you money. I'm going to cut your taxes. Yeah. Not like, well, actually, you know, certain taxes could be doing like blah, blah. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I, I think we've said it before because I think it is right. Yeah, I think that I, I get a feeling, especially in recent times, yeah, people, you know, politicians, less and less are, are trying to change people's minds by making that case. They're just trying to panda, like you say. Um, and that you know, really could do with that changing. And it, especially now where it seems like people would be open to that argument. And that's, you know, again, where Labour are overcautious or possibly just holding back to get the, you know, to try and win the election before possibly maybe, maybe acting a little bit differently in office. But I would prefer them to be a bit bolder like that as well. Um, I could finish this discussion now. If you could, uh, I did read, read something earlier. Last October, um, the National Infrastructure Commission said that we've got, we should be lifting spending on infrastructure to at least 70 billion a year. And keep it there for decades if we're going to have any hope of matching the transport, digital, housing, water, waste, disposal, and energy infrastructure enjoyed by other advanced countries. And they said that only 30 billion of those funds can come from the government. And by the way, this is uh, several years after we lost the 6 billion investment that we used to get from the European Investment Bank. So, you know, that's, uh, we, we, that's we, we need to be investing in the country, not taking money out of it. Um, and like you say, we, yeah, the Tories are going to say, well, we're putting money back in your pockets. But, yeah, it's not going to help us or the country overall if uh, it's everything's crumbling all around us. So people should think about that. Hmm? Yes? Yeah. Think about okay. that, listeners. Good. <laughs> listeners. Right. There we go. I called them readers last time. Yeah. I like to call them readers. There we go. That was a nice little reflection. Excellent. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's the politics. Other shit? Other shit? All the shit. So, other shit, what have you got? Well, here's an interesting thing that happened yesterday. So, uh, some George came down. It's a parenting thing again. Well, well not parenting thing, it's just a... He'd say the funniest things. Don't need so, to know. Yeah. So George came down. You'll like this, actually. George came downstairs. He'd been playing on his VR headset, which we've discussed mm -hmm. before. And he'd been playing a game called Gorilla Tag. Right. Okay. So he came downstairs and he's complaining. He's, he was kind of like, he's sort of missed. He, he didn't know what had gone on. He said um, he's just been banned, but he's he received a one hour ban from Gorilla Tag. <laughs> I said, oh, what, what for? What did you do? I said, I don't, I don't even know what I did. He didn't tell, he's, he's not told him what he's done. And I said, well, what are you doing? I said, well, he was starting a new game. And he was going through the setup, trying to rush to it, because he's trying to get this game going so he can play with it. Da, 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 da. Going through all the details. And then um, he comes out first to name his team. And he's like, oh, I can't bother to, to name the team. So he's just rushing through it, taps some random keys. Da, 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 da. Names the team, gets through it. And then the screen goes red. 
ban. He's got a ban on his left. He's come downstairs and I got a ban. I don't understand why. That random name? Hey, K K. No, good, good. <laughs> so then, yeah, I'm ran, having random. To, like, okay, George. Yep. <laughs> find myself having to explain what the Ku Klux Klan is. Which was unexpected. How far did um, you go? What did you say? Um, slightly too far, as usual. You know, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like uh, I said. Um, well, I said they were a racist, um, white supremacist group in, that exists in America and right. used to be very prominent back in you know. Ye olden times. <laughs> yeah, I was um, gonna say, did you say when? But then sort of rounded up saying, yeah, they used to uh, lynch. They used to oh, lynch good. Them. Lynch. What's lynching? I was like, oh, why did I say that? And I was like, what's lynching? I was like, why on earth have I gone down this road? <laughs> I do scarcely just have the extra day. Like, this, uh, the worst, probably one example of this is when this is bad, this one. I don't even know why I'm telling this, but we're in the car and he wanted to listen. He was listening. Oh, no, a song came on the radio, was it? You know, the Papa Roach song. Um, Oh God! Is it? Cut my life into pieces. Oh yeah! This wow. is my, you know. Yeah. So he's listening to that, and I, I was saying to him, "Oh, well, this, um, well, the shit, whatever." But I said, "This song came out, you know, whenever yeah. it was." And yeah. I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize." The first, like, first oh, gig I ever went to was Papa Roach. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I came out later. That's actually yeah, over twenty years old." Yeah. And I said, "Yeah, killed himself." <laughs> Did he? I didn't know that. <laughs> um, and, and he was like. Oh, and then he his answer to that was so innocent that I was like, oh, wait a minute, I've made a gross error here. He said, um, oh, that's a weird thing to do. Why did he do that? And he just didn't know that was a thing. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Killed himself. You listen to those lyrics, you can hear, you know, the signs were there. <laughs> and you know what? I, I think he did. Did he um, actually kill? I don't know if he did, because his songs were a lot about killing himself. Yeah, maybe I'm mixing it up. Ah, I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna do some live research. Blah 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 blah. Steve Papa Roach. Just, yeah. Uh, I think his name was Jeffrey Papa Roach. Yeah, I'm not or sure that's Papa true. Jeffrey Roach. Oh, shit, yeah. I don't think it's true. Oh well. So it's false information as well. As <laughs> no, just no, unnecessary no. detail. <laughs> just randomly telling oh, the song yeah. that people have killed themselves when they haven't. <laughs> Uh, I think I might have been. No, it's the guy from Linkin Park who goes, they have a totally different band. Linkin Park? Oh. Yeah, he killed Really? Them, he? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Lester, something like that. Because it's quite a famous photo of him, like the, the day before, um, he killed himself with, like, l- you know, looking normal and happy. And it was, you know, used as that sort of, you never know what's going on in people's heads, sort of thing. No, didn't kill himself. Damn. Oh, well. Yeah, so, poor parenting. But, uh, yeah, here, here, here. I did not know that that guy from Linkin Park killed himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Chester Bennington, what a name. That's it, Chester. I was going to say Lester. Chester can't Bennington. Can't get anything right here, can I? No. Oh, I'll well, tell him tomorrow. Yeah, you know, actually, sorry that George, he didn't kill himself. It was actually uh, Lester. <laughs> Chester Bennington. <laughs> it's the Krusty Comedy Classic. It's great to be back at the Apollo Theater, and KKK, that's not good. Anything else? Um. Yes, a new feature. A new feature? 
We have a new feature which will be recurring. Oh, good. Nice. Mm. I like a recurring feature. Recurring feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought of a couple of them, actually, but we're going to just do this one this week. And it is Ben's Most Annoying Things in the World. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, Ben's like all features on this podcast, it's got a definition mostly defined by me or you and so wide that I can make it flex to whatever I want. Mm-hmm. So would you like to hear my most annoying thing in the world this week? It's not the one you think it is, actually. Most annoying thing in the world this week by Ben Kelly. It is the incessant babbling of children, Matt. Okay. Now, people are going to think this is a bit mean, but yeah, anyone who's got children... Mean, yeah. eh, I mean, I love talking to my children. <laughs> you know. What about like the incessant a... babbling of you? <laughs> <laughs> that could be another one. You could do that. <laughs> We could change it to Matt's annoying sound. <laughs> he could do that. If we, if we gave George a podcast, what would would his would that be his annoying? Oh, he would. He would definitely talk about how annoying because I deliberately annoy my children, um, <laughs> possibly slightly bullying. But, um, yeah. yeah, they're annoying, and I and I I annoy them back. You know, quite a tease. My dad yeah, used teasing, to tease me. Yes, teasing. I think it's called. Yeah, that's yeah, a, a nice soft way of describing it. Just like wearing them up. Way. But he's yeah. he's ten now and gives a bit back and gets annoyed and sometimes attacks me. So it's all in good fun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now I, I, I have good interactions with my kids. I love talking to them. Uh, I am always being very attentive and trying to make sure I listen to them and get down to a level and talk to them. So that's my caveat, by the way. I'm not horrible, Dad. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah. I, I like to give them a time and one-on-one and listen to what they have to say. All right, all questions. right, all right. Fucking hell. But sometimes, <laughs> mate, for fuck's sake, here's an example. I mean, going to the cinema yesterday and um, just in the car and it's just blah, 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 you know and it's sort of the spot speaks so rapidly yeah and he just I turned it I, and in between like a gap in them is babbling about just nonsense because they just like to tell you about things I've seen on YouTube and I sort of turn the song, song and he's enjoying the song and then it just will start babbling again it's just like oh god please yeah. shut the fuck up Shut I mean, I never say that to her. I don't say shut up, I just listen. Like, yeah, stop yeah. fucking talking. Yeah. Don't tell me you don't know what you mean. It'll get worse, by the way. It doesn't get better. Because little kids talk yeah. nonsense. But yeah. then once they get to eight, nine, ten, it's just even more. They've got even more to tell you. And let's be honest, a lot of it is just a load of old shit. Yeah, and my son likes to talk to me about Star Wars. Even though yeah. he's never watched Star Wars, he's read, yeah. he's read like books that have, you know, like where they list the characters. And he's played yeah. the top trumps with the Star So he's like, oh, what's your favorite Star Wars character? My favorite's fucking blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, because he knows yeah. I've seen Star Wars. And I'm and like, it... I don't give a shit about Star Wars. <laughs> and you haven't even seen the fucking films. And the, 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 <laughs> The funny thing is that kids are often they put big gaps in information, like like they expect you to know what they're talking about as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And they'll just launch straight into something. And it's just, yeah, it's so fast. And George is just, yeah, it just bounces off from one thing to the other. And, you know, again, it just gets, sometimes gets a bit too much. And I will I still listen, or, or you tune out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you, yeah, yeah. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then it's a bit less interactive, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah. God, come mm-hmm. in, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. will you just stop? <laughs> I feel horrible now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. guilty. Mm-hmm. It is a bit mean. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so very quickly, very quickly, we'll finish there. Follows on from that fantastic new feature. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that feature's done now, good. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a short one. Um, yep. It's a short one. There's be a new annoying thing every few weeks. Yep. Try not to um, be all focused on your kids. Yeah. No, no, there won't be another one about kids. So. Um, but, as I said, we're on the way to the cinema, and we uh, went to see the new Godzilla film, Godzilla Minus One. So I just want to say that was fucking fantastic and highly recommended, especially if you can get that cinema. It's at the end of its run, so it might not be uh, easy. But fucking great film, it. And um, it's interesting as well, especially the only Godzilla films are, you know, schlocky American ones. Uh, mm. You know, now it's getting really into the dregs now, Godzilla versus Kong and all that shit. Yeah. There was actually a trailer for Godzilla versus Kong, uh, which is apparently coming out soon, before this, which really highlighted the contrast to how fucking schlocky and, and shit that is. And if you remember the fucking one from, what was it, 1998 with oh, Jamiroquai? Yeah. <laughs> Dreadful break. stuff. But this was really interesting. I've never Jamiroquai seen... Jamiroquai wasn't in it. No, he wasn't. He did the song. <laughs> Going deeper underground. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... Well, this is great, and it was interesting to take George because I watched a trailer with it, and I was like, are you, "How are you gonna? Do you think you'd be okay?" With it in yeah, it's subtitled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't even realise that's a soldier. I knew very little about it. Um, I hadn't read it on anything, and I just thought the other day it was might be interesting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I preferred it it's subtitled, not dubbed, because dubbed is often just awful. Um, but it could quite well. I think some things will be missed because. Sometimes the text, you know, if it's in rapid conversation, then it's a bit too quick for him. But I think it's interesting how much you can pick up as well, just from the way they're saying things or the situation they're in. And he was able to follow follow it pretty well. But also, you know, but every so often there'd be a giant monster. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's all cool. And, I heard and that um, Godzilla feels particularly big in this film. That's one. Yeah, thing it feels particularly big, and it's uh, it's, it's um, yeah, there's a real scale to it. Um, but the best thing about it is just the whole story. I mean, it's very, very Japanese, this film. And that's what brings the the, the depth is because obviously the whole analogy to the to the war, rather than it just being like, ah, oh, a monster, and it just being like yeah. any other monster film. Um, I mean, the, the main character is set in to 1945 to 46, I think, or 44 to 46. The main character is a kamikaze pilot who sort of ducks his mission. Oh. Uh, and then he gets he's witness to an attack of um, uh, Godzilla, and he goes home and is sort of you know, dishonoured by people. I mean, because you know, people know he's a kamikaze pilot. Why the fuck aren't you dead? Yeah. And he just lives with this guilt and shame. And it's quite it's quite life affirming as well because it, it sort of the part of it is that he learns to and other people learn to choose life and choose to to live despite their guilt and their shame. And um, and yeah, that's obviously the. the the analogy between the, about nuclear war and everything. The, the monster's very cool as well, though. So it's just got yeah, the, the, yeah. these different layers to it because it's got like this heat ray that he has because it's because of nuclear bomb testing <laughs> in the region. He yeah, gets, yeah. you know, radiation does all kinds of crazy shit, as we know from of all course, films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes from like this big scary monster to this, you know, even fucking bigger with this like various fucking healing powers and all kinds of crazy nice, shit like that. Nice. And he's able to charge up this like heat ray, which basically has the visual, you know, the effect of like a nuclear bomb. Right, right. So yeah, and one of the best parts of it that I loved is um, when you actually see the monster attacking the city. It does the classic sort of from the sort of original films where it just goes, dun, 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 oh, dun, yeah. dun. Nice. that was excellent. Yeah, it's very sound, cool. The soundtrack to the original ones, yeah. It's yeah, it's a brilliant soundtrack, and yeah, really quite intense. 
quite sad and, um, and sometimes uplifting storyline between a great acting, um, really, really interesting. Um, so, yeah, highly recommended. Loved it. Loved well, it. And he we really go. enjoyed it as well. So it was all very cool. I think he nice. enjoyed it, you know, all for it being a monster film, but also, you know, there was a bit more to it than that. It wasn't mm. just silly. So, yeah, good, good stuff. Awesome. Oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna watch that. Uh, don't watch The Kitchen on Netflix. Mm. It looks yes. good. They will lull you in. It looks like it might be good. Shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's got I, good reviews. The... So, you know, if you listen to most people, they might tell you, do watch it, because it's good. But I thought it was utter shit. So, yes. um, so, yeah. Yeah. so, so don't got watch a, it. <laughs> we've got a mutual film recommendation from a friend, didn't we, which he yeah, admonished him for. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, he, you know, he he recommended it. He was glowing in in, in yeah. praise. So I was like, oh, I'll watch it. I wanted to like it. I know, but I got to the end. I was like, what the fuck? That was. Oh, I was such a frustrating, frustrating experience. I wanted yeah. to like it. I wanted to. No, no, I'm, I'm sure he did. You, you know, go in uh, with a yeah. with an open mind. And I didn't and... like. I held back on telling him immediately what I thought. I thought I'll, I'll sleep on it because I don't want to. I'm angry right now. I don't want like, <laughs> to like to go lead launch straight into. But then the next day, I was like, if if not, I was think I was even more angry. Yeah, and you um, wrote your criticisms in, in in over multiple messages, so it felt like you started yeah. and then just it all just came. It all spilling came out. out. It's like what the fuck contempt. did I even watch? It's annoying when. When people, other people think something's good, and lots of people are saying something's good, and you're watching, you're like, no, mm. it is not yeah. good. It is not good. What the fuck film are you watching? There you go. Thanks for the warning. I won't yeah. waste my time. Mine was a bit n- more negative than yours. Go watch Godzilla minus one. Yep. Excellent. 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 Okay. Nice one. There we go. Thanks for listening. All right. Yeah. Take care, Ben. Take care, All listeners. Right, you too. Right, I'm going to get an early night, mate. Oh. Yeah. Goodbye. Good night, everybody. Or morning or afternoon or whenever you listen to this. See ya. Bye.